0: Good evening and welcome to the TBS Junior podcast. Today, we have with us Mr. Gar Malik, the marvelous CEO of the Garv Malik's Comedy Diner. Before we begin, I would like Mr. Gar Malik to say a few words about his company.
1: First of all, thank you so much for considering it marvelous and also considering it a company. But uh, we are currently in a very small stage where uh, what we are trying to change is that uh, to bring events onto a subscription model where people can also connect with each other and form a community. And uh, as of now, we do a comedy show every day at ten, and uh, we have about a hundred comedians who perform with us. So the audience gets to watch a new comedian every day and uh, it's very nominally priced. Like we charge what people would pay for a single show, we charge for an entire month. Oh.
0: Yeah, I even checked it out on Book My Show. Seems wonderful. Your idea of starting this comedy show is also really interesting and quite offbeat. I also read about your career on LinkedIn as well. I would love to hear about your journey and how you got this show on the road.
1: Uh, so I had been doing comedy since my final year in college, but, uh, I was also working for the first two years, then was uh, doing live shows Then the pandemic hit. And that's when I realized that, uh, zoom comedy, uh, luckily has no geographical restrictions and no real estate costs. Like otherwise we'd spend significant amounts in venue, then promote the show and everything. But here, since it's a zoom call, so people can join from anywhere, which part of removes the limits we used to have in audiences. And uh, then we started doing a few shows and that's when I thought, Hey, how about at the end when I started seeing repeat faces, I thought Ki, why not make it easier for those people and uh, started a subscription way. So that is uh, people don't have to decide every day what combination show to watch or where to find a comedy show. They can just subscribe them. Yeah. and uh, now we've been doing a uh, now that you're doing a show every day, we are learning new things about how the audience responds, how frequent they're willing to watch. Like earlier, people would probably watch a show once or twice a month. Now they're watching three shows a day. So we are also increasing the total consumption.
0: Uh-huh. Wow.
1: Three shows a day. Did I say day? I'm so sorry. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <shows a day. laughs>
0: the chosen brand name as well seems quite unique and funny. How did you think of it and what does it Imply.
1: So it's essentially the behavior we all have that, uh, we very, uh, you know, cautious when we are ordering in a menu, when we go to a restaurant, but when we are, when we go to a buffet, either in a wedding or at barbecue nation or something like that, we fully let ourselves go. We are comfortable. We take as many servings and helpings we want and it's also value for money in most cases so which is why I thought that at the end if that's what I'm giving people it should uh, the name should sort of match something that gives a lot for a lot less which is essentially a buffet yeah so and you also plan uh, name the shows accordingly so Monday starters Tuesday soup and as the day progresses on Sunday we have dessert
0: yeah yesterday I saw the (laughs) dessert the booking for that and uh do you call yourself an accidental comedian or a planned and trained one?
1: Uh, I came into comedy accidentally, but now it's everything is planned, as a famous movie dialogue. Like I, I, discovered comedy while I was fighting elections in college, and I realized politics and comedy are similar. Except comedians can accept that they are kidding. Oh, <laughs>
0: that's a good one. The entrepreneurship is risky, and of course, not everyone makes it into the limelight. You could have chosen to continue as an engineer. So why did you choose to pursue comedy, and how did your parents and family react? Do they like your comedy and do they watch it?
1: So, they've seen my show a couple of times. Uh, they've not said whether they like it or not, but uh, what I do know is that uh, they are okay with comedy for a lot of reasons, one of them being uh, I have a neighbor who's a much more accomplished and famous comedian. So they are expecting, and his name is Amit Bandhan. He's also on Netflix. So they are sort of counting on the fact that huh, if he, like, if our neighbor's child has gone to Netflix, at least he will get some views on YouTube.
0: <laughs> that's, a, that's a good approach. Who has been your biggest inspiration and support to keep yourself motivated? during the lows and caution you during the highs all along?
1: I think I'll put it on the audiences at the end uh, when I get too high headed they're the one and I try it. I take new unprepared thoughts to shows and that's when they where they remind me that no this is not funny so I think it's the audience response that stays democratic all the time which yeah. keeps me going otherwise to be very honest there are times where I'm too low and I don't work <laughs> so, I'll not honestly accept that, huh, that something keeps me going on loaders. No, it doesn't. I stopped working.
0: Okay. The, yes, the audience is always true with its feedback. What impact Absolutely. has the current lockdown situation made on your comedy show? Has it made it more accessible or has this online quirk become a disadvantage?
1: So initially, obviously it was a disadvantage because we as performers obviously wanted a live audience. We wanted to do live shows and everything being shut down. The industry is, let's say 80% of the industry is dead because uh, more revenue than I think it was a more of a live experience. Very few people are resorting to zoom, but uh, I'd say that at least something is better than nothing. And I'm hoping to make this something a lot larger than it was before the pandemic so that people who live in cities where live comedy doesn't happen. Or uh, people who are living abroad where Indian comedians might not perform because there are very few Indians in that region. So those people are able to watch their favorite comedians through Zoom through my platform.
0: It has a larger reach, but it's not that reliable. Right? When have you had times when the when you wrote a joke that received awkward silence from the audience rather than laughter? And have there been times when you have had a tough crowd and if yes, then how do you get them to laugh?
1: All right. So uh, in terms of audience, not laughing and getting an awkward. Audience, I think that's regular and uh, an essential part of every comedian's life. Because every time we write something new, we don't know it's funny or not. And the only way to find out is try it in front of an audience. The best we can do is sort of optimize and try it in front of a small audience and then go to a larger one so that we embarrass ourselves in terms of less people in terms of uh, the second half of the question was that
0: uh, have there been times when you have had a tough crowd and if yes then how did you get them to laugh
1: see i feel with we at the end should not blame it on the audience that the audience was tough or anything yeah, too. There have been shows where I was a mismatch. Like, uh, for example, I recently did the birthday of a forty-five-year-old lady, <laughs> and uh, most of her friends or people around her would not. One were, were essentially would have preferred a different kind of comedian, or since they had never seen comedy before, it was slightly a mismatch. And obviously, I I I brutally failed in that evening. Oh.
0: <laughs> That is very unfortunate. Then, have there been times, this is regarding the recent uh, Zoom change, have there been times when some of your audience unmutes and then your show is interrupted with background sound? If yes, did you take advantage of it and make a joke on it too?
1: Oh yes, we. this happens all the time and we make jokes all the time on it. We have uh, heard, like the worst we have heard is a flush sound in the middle of a show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow.
1: and uh, it was a mixed feeling because you should you feel sad that okay the mood of the show is suddenly ruined yeah but then you feel happy also that maybe the show was that good that this person did not want to miss it and took the phone in the washroom as well
0: <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> but in hindsight i was happy that camera was off because that would have been a bigger problem,
0: that would have been a huge problem. when did you find out that uh this comedy was your passion, and when did you finally pursue it?
1: So, I feel the word uh, passion is uh, sort of misused and overrated. There's, there are things that you'd like to do, and uh, one of them for me is definitely comedy. And there was no, uh, what do you say, aha moment where I thought, okay, so I tried doing comedy in college, I enjoyed it, I was working. The like doing things related to engineering and I was happy doing that as well. After two years, I sort of felt an inclination that maybe I want to give more time to comedy at least for the next few years and that's when I jumped. Ten years later, I could probably be doing something else. I could probably be doing comedy. Hopefully, at least I'm going on stage at least once a week but uh, there's nothing called passion or deciding to pursue. It's just, for now, I want to do this and see where this goes.
0: It was more of a hobby and then it's, you decided to make it a job.
1: Yep. Okay. Uh,
0: final one. Uh, any tips for any aspiring comedians or comedians that have also just found out that they like comedy?
1: The same, I think they probably know this, is to write original jokes, write as regularly as possible, rephrase them, refine them, when Try in front of audience. Remember or record yourself so that you can use the feedback and improve the same jokes the next time you perform.
0: Yeah. And I really thank you for your time and your cooperation. I found this interview uh, really entertaining and funny. It was a great opportunity that I could get your time and interview you. sir. Thank you.